All right, we are back. This is the Culture Academy episode number two. Uh, class is definitely in session for this one. Class is now in session. We are your host. This is Jay Deluxe, and I'm here with Sky High Re. Uh, you know, we're ready to get get it in and start talking about some of these topics here. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, man. Welcome back, man. Feels good. It feels too long. It's like we've been in detention for a while. Um, I apologize in advance about the delay in the episode. We're trying to be consistent as far as, uh, you know, when we deliver these episodes with the holiday happening. And of course, uh, being the fact that I was on a big ass boat away from society, I wasn't, we weren't able to actually get this done. But now, you know what? I'm actually kind of happy we let things play out because we had more information about some of these bigger stories that we're talking about today, uh, which I know you, you looking forward to getting into some of these topics. Um, one of the, of course, one of the biggest topics that's been going out, and this is why I'm kind of glad that we we um, you know started today, is Uh-oh. You, you already know what's coming, which is uh, Mr. Chris Brown, Mr. Chris Brown, and the story that's been been happening. Um, if you haven't stayed up to date, I'm gonna just give you the cliff notes. Uh, sometime the quick last, rundown. Yeah, sometime last week, I believe it was uh, I, I believe it was Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it was Wednesday. Uh, Chris Brown was um, in his mansion and they had basically he was like stuck. He was refusing to come out when LAPD was surrounding his house, basically with SWAT teams and a whole bunch of shit, helicopters and this, that and the third. Because according to the story, the report that the police received, allegedly Chris Brown pulled a gun on a young woman and threatened her life and told her to get out of the home. And she was apparently scared for her life. So she called the cops. So she called. But let's talk about that. But there's a but. How much have you been paying attention to this story? I mean, I've been keeping up with different what I've seen. You know, there was hanging out or whatever at the mansion. Um, Ray J was there. Oh, man. Mr. Uh, I Hit It First was there. Ray J was there. Yeah, he actually put a video out immediately after it happened saying, I'm disappointed in the events, this, that, and the third, and nothing really happened. Was he, was he actually- siding with Chris Brown? He was siding with Chris Brown. So he was saying that it was that it was false. Yeah, he was. He basically came off the gate. He said, look, this is false. It's amazing how you guys in media can run with a story and basically blow it up. Dang, but, I, but what I didn't understand was why did he have such a strong, why, why was there such a strong showing and force of police? I don't understand that neither. That's a good question. Police and LAPD, I'd imagine you have much more to be doing than surrounding Chris Brown's house. They made it sound like this guy was a, uh, basically El Chapo when they found him in a house and they had to surround him. But I heard that uh, from, from my understanding of it, the young lady has a history of um, of, lying. Of, st- of lying and stealing. Yes. And that's where it brings the point. Because you said she called the cops, correct? I mean, that, I mean that's, that's the story that I heard, right? Okay. Here's what I'm going to blow your mind. This is, this is why it's interesting. This is why I'm glad we talk about things right now as opposed to waiting until later. Her first call after this whole entire event popped off. So I want to break this down for you. You go to somebody's house. So let's just not even say Chris Brown because that's an easy target. Let's say you go to your boy's crib. Your boy pulls a gun on you. <laughs> right. The first thing this lady does, so she goes to Chris Brown's house for a party, whatever it may be. Her story was apparently she touched some jewelry that somebody was showing, which is normal for a high-profile celebrity. You go and, to homes and sell jewelry. And she said it was fake. And she said it was fake. And apparently they pulled the gun out on her and said, leave. Here's where it gets interesting. Her first call wasn't to the police. Oh, it wasn't. It was to TMZ. Oh, it was. Very first call was to TMZ. If you're scared for your life, your very first call is not going to fucking be to TMZ. See, man, you go on a cruise and the world just goes to hell, man. I'm telling you, man. Like, this shit's just coming around full circle. TMZ 
was her very first call. She called the police. So she second. went. So she went to try to go secure the bag. Basically. And you know what's funny about that too? <laughs> it's all the stories that's been coming out when this entire stuff has been happening has been BS. Like they said, apparently he was locked up in there with a bunch of guns and drugs, which could very well be the case. Nobody knew that. Did they find the guns and the drugs? That's what well, I don't know. Because apparently per reports, and we don't know shit until they actually get the like the, you know, basically indict him for this, which they already did arrest him. Because he's on probation, right? Yeah, he's on probation. Uh, Damn. The biggest thing with this story is they said apparently during everything that was happening, he threw a bag out of the window that police confiscated with drugs and guns. The reason that makes no sense to me is if you throw a bag out of your windows and police grab it with drugs and guns, they have enough to go in the house. Why did it take him so long to bust through the door? I mean, well, um, so they said he threw the bag out the window with That's, the cops outside. That was the report. Complete bullshit. I, I don't yeah, believe that see, at all. Chris, um, just quick word of advice, man. You, you and whoever you're running with, y'all need to get the when the police come over protocol because y'all did not handle that well, if that's the case. If that's the case, because they, they haven't said much beyond. That was like but, one of the first but, opening but, but, news stories. But you know what I'm saying? You, you need to have that protocol where you're like, all right, the boys is here and we're going to do X, Y, Z. You should have that type of protocol if you're going to be running with the gangsters. And it's funny because once the situation happened, the first thing I, I told you, we were texting back and forth, we were talking about this was, I didn't even ask you more or less. I just said, you watched the Chris Brown situation. Yes. Did you believe the story? Right off the bat, I didn't believe the story because I just don't understand why all of a sudden you would just draw a weapon in your own home on an innocent, you know, on a, on a young lady, you know, just, especially with you being on probation. It, it just didn't make any sense. And Which, then definitely the reaction that he got, like, good grief. Like, every news outlet picked it up, and it was just, like, wildfire for, like, a couple days. And that's why I don't think it's true, because they tr they're trying to get Chris Brown for whatever it is. I feel like media, and not even media, society in general, they just feel like they weren't able to pin him with Rihanna, because he's still popping. He's still one of the most popular I mean, let's, I mean, let's not act like it was just Rihanna, because didn't he get in trouble for beating up for beating up the gay guy out front of the gym? What was that guy's name? I don't remember anything about that. Yeah, uh, I think been, he. I think he got. Get, no, it's got been more than for, Rihanna. For, for, for beat, yeah. So yeah, it's been more than. Rihanna. So he's known to have, you know, have you know a violent streak in him. But yeah, I definitely do think that it's definitely some get back. They definitely are trying to uh, maybe uh, nail him to the wall, you know, for past sins. But but damn, like the girl didn't didn't like some text message come out saying that she was gonna set him up and like try to mess him up or some shit. Yes, and that's what I was gonna read. I wanna read this verbatim if this is the text message. Now, oh shit, you got the text. Yeah, I got the text though. But here's my thing. Again, everything that's coming out right now is sources. And I don't wanna stay too much on Chris Brown because I feel like this is uh it's not really that much of an important situation. But let's let's here's the actual text message. Apparently, if this has you know, again, nothing's been confirmed by the PD which I wouldn't trust him anyways, but here you go. It says, um, this freak Chris Brown is kicking me out of his house because I call his friend's jewelry fake. I'm going to set him up. Wait, 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 wait. Let's break the text down. It, okay. was, it, it wasn't even it wasn't even his jury. It was a friend's jury. And see, that's the thing. With bigger celebrities, with bigger celebrities in general, they're not going to these stores, man. They got people who come to the place to sell jewelry. That's just a celebrity thing. So what do you mean? Like they have somebody come to their crib to sell them the jewelry? Yeah. Higher profile celebrities. They actually do that. You got a guy so that you're comes saying through, that they're not going to Jacob. Jacob is coming to them. Basically, they come through with the briefcase. Here's what I got. Here's the selection. They talk prices. And come they, through, they come through with the showcase and that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it so, goes for higher celebrities. So, so what I gauge so far is this freak Chris Brown is kicking her out the crib because she said that one of his colleagues jury was fake. Yeah. So the stupid shit, like if you just could, if you just heard that sentence, if you put that sentence in front of anybody but Chris Brown, if you said 
This freak Taylor Swift is kicking me out of the house because I called her friend's jewelry fake. You would think complete bullshit. It's just people entertain it because it's Chris Brown. Oh, uh, because I mean, he, I mean, he has a record and, you know, he has a violent streak. So, you know, let's not just make it seem like people are picking on someone with the image of, let's say, a uh, of an Aubrey. But people do pick on these people because of the fact that they have a personal thing against them. People invest too much in celebrities in general. So they pick it no, up. That might be true. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, but I think that's true with across all, uh, across all walks of life, entertainers, politicians. Um, I believe we put everybody up on a pedestal. Um, so he's no different. And some people more than others. I don't think Eminem will be getting the same backlash if the same situation happens. I think if, I think if Eminem, I think, I think he would. I, I, I think he, I think he definitely would. Cause he has to check a pass too. You think if Eminem, was caught in the same exact situation. Eminem pulled a pistol. The dude raps about raping women and a whole bunch of other shit. Fans would be like, yo, this dude is the man. I can't wait for the next song to drop. They would not be hanging him like they're trying to do Chris Brown. So you're saying he would get a pass because he's a white rapper? Or because I would say he's a rap- rapper. A white rapper, just because he's a more he's a he's a more well known rapper. I think if Jay Z did the same shit, I mean Jay Z got his ass beat in the salon of the elevator by Solange and that shit boiled over quick as fuck. I mean the only reason like boiled, only reason I feel that boiled over was because he didn't punch the bitch in the face. And had he punched the bitch in the face? Then that shit would not have boiled over. That shit would have been terrible. It, I, do you think that would have killed Jay-Z's career? I don't think so. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's definitely no, no coming back. Yeah, there's no definitely coming back no. from that. I don't if that's fuck. on camera? No. If he beat a bitch ass, he still made reason. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Wait, stop. Wait, stop. Wait, stop. Didn't the Salad situation happen in the elevator on camera? It was on camera. Right. So what I'm saying is if he would have punched her in the face, his career would definitely be over because that would have been on camera. Look I, at Ray Rice. Over. You talking about athletes though? Anybody? Look, if if that would have been any entertainer, male, and that should be on camera, their career is over, bro. I I don't want to go that far, especially for Jay Z, man. He made reasonable doubt, bro. I'm look. I'm saying no, 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 no. Listen to me. I'm saying from the point that he would have punched her in the face forward, your career is over. But Chris Brown punched Rihanna in the face. His career wasn't over. Yeah, but we didn't have we didn't have the footage. We we had pictures, but the pictures is not the same. <laughs> the pictures is having the footage. Bad. I can assume that he whipped her ass off those pictures. I don't. Yeah, think bro, but like, we saw Ray Rice like actually Stone Cold punch his wife in the face. But that was worse though. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying because no, you had the video. But it wasn't just punching her in the face. He was dragging her out the elevator and shit. Like dog, if Jay Z probably would have punched the law, she probably would have been dragging that bitch out the elevator too. If Jay-Z would have punched Salah, Beyonce would have been dragging him out the elevator. I don't think Jay-Z would make it out that elevator. Salah probably was, Beyonce probably just would have, probably would have stepped over him. Like, finally, bitch, somebody bumped this bitch in the face. <laughs> More than likely, that would not, I, yeah, Beyonce, Beyonce has some but, other but, shit. But, 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 but back to Chris Brown, my, my question, my, my question really is, is, um, so what happens to the girl if it comes out that all this was fake? Does she go to jail now? But see, that's what I'm saying. Let me, let me finish the text message here. So we're going to, we're going to break it down. So remember, the first part of the text message was, this freak Chris Brown is kicking me out of his house because I called his friend's jewelry fake. I'm going to set him up and call the cops and say that he tried to shoot me. That will teach him a lesson. I'm going to set his she ass said, up. She said, okay, okay, let's break it down. She said that I'm going, she said, she said that in the text message. In the text message. But that's, that's, my, that's my question. How in the hell did they be getting, getting the text message out? Uh, apparently some site, like so it was one of her friends apparently that had forwarded it to some media site. So she was out to secure the bag too. Here's my thing though, man. Chris Brown came out and said he believes the text message will exonerate him. I don't know if that's true, bro. Not at all. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, especially if you had the drugs and the guns and you were on probation. But if that was the case, that was a media report. You know they come up with false shit all the time. If the, I don't think the cops actually, because if they had that drugs and stuff, 
with them, that he wouldn't have just got arrested on just assault charges. He would have got arrested on basically drug charges as well. And then there wouldn't even be no conversation because he'll be going back to jail regardless. If that was she's trying to set his ass up or not. So, I mean, but if but if they do get the text messages, and I don't know if text messages are admissible in court, but if they are, then, you know, it seems like he got a pretty good chance for this, you know, to be thrown out. That's why I don't know, because if they're really trying to get Chris Brown, I don't know. Like, I think personally from a logical. So you really think that it's like a conspiracy to get I, Chris Brown? I do Brown. think a lot of people trying to get Chris Brown. Here's what I'm saying. I don't, from a logical standpoint to me or you, me and you, if you got a text message saying that that's enough to put, that's more or less kind of like the Aaron Hernandez situation when, you know, the dude sent the texts about he's going to kill me this time. I mean, you knew what was going to happen at that point. I mean, I don't know, man. Just because somebody is texting that I'm going to kill them and they scary, don't mean And then he dies? I mean, <laughs> then he dies? I mean, but they, I mean, I don't know, man. That's what you get for hanging with the thugs like Aaron Hernandez, but. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's necessarily. I think what happened was Chris Brown's name is definitely um, a firestorm whenever you hear it. And I think that it was an overreaction by the police department. They Way were irresponsible. And I think that um, it was definitely an overreaction and very irresponsible of the media to take the story and run with it. But the um, media the wanted to. Like, if you go straight to TMZ, TMZ is going to suck the juice out of this. Yeah, but TMZ is basically a place where scumbags go to secure the bag. Exactly. So, you know, you know, they're going to roll with it. And my bigger thing is, the reason I say this, I don't know if a text message would be enough is, and I know this is two com- entirely different situations, but we have situations right now where cops kill people on videotape and they don't get convicted. And if you're really trying to get somebody, I'm pretty sure you could throw that text out. Because maybe, what what, I mean, what if they come back with a defense saying maybe, oh, she got so scared somebody grabbed the phone and sent that text for her? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I really just feel like um, this is going to be more so of a headache for the man Chris Brown, really more so than a problem. Um, I just don't see, unless they have like some hardcore evidence, maybe he has a video surveillance and that will come out and kind of break down what happened. I just don't really see it being a big deal. I just don't know why, you know. They're making it such a headache for the kid. But he definitely seems to have nine lives because he be going through a lot of shit and people still be buying his music and listening to his music. So shout out Chris Brown, man. But it took a while for that to happen, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he keeps... I mean, but in the grand scheme of things for how bad he beat that girl up, um, it really didn't take that long. I mean, it took a it took a while. That's what I'm saying. Like, if this what is a while though? It took like a few years, like two or three years for him. Yeah, to but get that's back. like again, given the fact that he beat the hell out of a pretty ass girl, like the night of like the what is it like the Grammys? But here's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was a award some award show. But here's my big thing: if it took that long for that to happen, let's say as far as Chris Brown himself, it took that long for him to get back to get back. Don't you think? In that situation, he's been having so much. You talked about the other anger issues he's been having that something is going to be the nail in the coffin. I mean, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I de- I'm definitely saying I'm not, I definitely understand where you're coming from by maybe by saying, you know, he's definitely on thin ice. But I don't know if it's necessarily a witch hunt, you know, I'm out calling for Chris the, Brown. I think I'm like calling put, the witch hunt. I, I feel like he put himself in a bad situation. So now that allows everybody to pile on to him and make it worse. He is. He put himself in a bad. I'm not. I'm not saying as far as like them trying to get Chris Brown. I'm giving. I'm excusing his actions. He fucked up. He messed up bad. But it's just a witch hunt because I feel like people as in. I mean, I don't want to go back to this conversation. If you want to hear this, you can go back to the last podcast. But for example, things like the Colin Kaepernick situation, they want to pile up on certain things to try to call people out. And I think this is the same thing with Chris Brown. They feel like he got away with something, and they want to basically get him out. I'm not saying it's wrong or not. I mean, he so would be So you're saying it's almost similar to like how people was feeling 
with the with the OJ situation. Like, oh, we feel like he got away with murder. So once he got knocked for stealing back his own shit, it's like, ha ha ha. It is what it is, and you're going to jail. Yep, exactly. So I think that's that's what's happening. Hey, man, that's America for you, man. That's a cold place. That is America. And you know what, though? I'm not, I, I, hey, let me preface, I'm not even going to say it. Let me preface this by saying, um, I'm no way, shape, or form saying anything that I'm saying right now as far as he excusing him from beating Rihanna. A man should never hit a woman no matter what situation. And women also should never accuse a man of falsely hitting them, which is some crazy shit. I don't know if you heard of that situation where a woman would accuse a man, they'll go beat themselves in a the mirror, call the cops, and then the guy's in jail because... Guys basically have no rights in the system when it comes to things like that. I'm not excusing that at all. I don't know what was discussed at that time. All I'm saying right now is island chicks do be acting up. It ain't Chris Brown's job to go ahead and try to correct them. That's why I'm just going to leave it at that. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I definitely hear where you're coming from there, man. But it's just such a such a bizarre situation, man, over a piece of jury. And then I, I don't know, man. It's just... It's just it's just freaking weird, man, especially if somebody could be that vindictive to try to bring somebody's career down. Like, golly, do you think this um, like if, if you're a big conspiracy theorist guy, do you think this the situation was too timely? Like between all that's been happening, that's been brought up as far as like the racial tensions and things like that. And then suddenly, boom, Chris Brown, because it, it clearly was out of blue, out of the blue. Like nobody was thinking this shit was going to happen. They were they were literally they had him in the, 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 the mansion like he was Scarface or some shit. Like the way they were reporting the story, like he was in there with guns and drugs and a whole yeah, they were reporting the shit like he had hostages. Yeah, so I'm like, I, that's why I feel like it's a witch hunt. Now maybe it's not a witch hunt. Maybe it's just TMZ got the story first, so they're gonna drain the shit out and they're just gonna make up a bunch of stuff without facts. TMZ does that a lot, but they never apologize for it because they're a gossip. What happens Jim. if it comes out and that she lied after we done went through the text and now she's saying, hey, I'm basically gonna set this guy up? What do we expect to happen from? It? Does she just walk away? In a normal situation. Somebody would be given some type of charge for more or less filing a fake police report, nine one calls, things like that. I think she'll get away. With it. I mean, there have to be some probation or some fines or something because that's just ridiculous. Look at all the resources that they use. Yeah, I don't know what the legal system is in California um, as far as like what they can get her on and what would actually happen, but I just don't think. Now, here's something else you might not know. Maybe this plays into it because if she's caught lying, so say she pulls a Ryan Lochte, basically. And she comes out and said, look, I lied about the whole situation. Chris Brown is actually filing a, a suit against her for defamation. See, I never understood those suits because if she don't have no money, what are you suing? Well, what are you getting from her? I'd you imagine know? she has the money, though. She's a, she's that model. Female models get paid pretty good. And she's as well known as they make it yeah, seem. Yeah, but normally when these people be suing for defamation, they be like, oh, I won five, ten million for defamation. I'm like, man, this bitch ain't got five, ten million dollars. <laughs> Better start getting that property, whoever the fuck she fucking yeah, on the side. You about to get, you about to get a check for like $250 a month for like the next 30, 50, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, man. I feel, like I said, I feel bad for, um, I mean, I I feel I do find, kind of feel bad for Chris Brown in the situation. Man, if I'm Chris Brown, man, just find one bitch and stick with it, man. So that way you don't have all these groupies and thotties and thieves and everybody coming through to your crib but that's a good point but in his defense he did raise a good point because i remember hearing in the news over the past couple of years you know three four years that this dude has had stalkers not like at his house but actually in his home yeah like two or three times and yeah i don't see the cops rolling up you know 50 deep to help out in those situations that is true and you know what you know you made a good point too as a matter of fact let's talk about this none of us are famous by any means that's the goal, but I don't think we're ever going to get Chris Brown famous. Let's just talk about, is Chris Brown too famous for these IG thoughts and shit that he be doing? 
I think a lot of these niggas is too is too um it's too big to really be doing the IG thotties. I mean, you should just stick it to the old school how people did and just smash your fans on the road when you want to. That's just a lost art nowadays, apparently. I mean, they all smashing the same strippers and the same thotties. So to me, it's really disgusting. I never really got the concept of me and my man smashing the same girl and then chilling around like it's kosher. That's kind of weird. You did, I mean, that just seems commonplace in music. I mean, I would imagine, especially um, like a situation like uh, when you have somebody who is as big as a label made as you, let's say Drake, right when he did the album with Lil Wayne. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were both smashing the same bitches. They had to be smashing the same chicks. I'm pretty sure that they definitely were smashing the same chicks. That's because they was running in the same thotty circle. But if you just smash it, but if you smashing just your homegrown bitches in your city and you smashing the bitches on tour, y'all, y'all running in two separate circles of bitches. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Let's get off of Chris Brown. Like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on that. I think we spend more than we need to. Uh, Chris Brown obviously has some things going on with his life. So, you know, best of luck to him and best of luck to anybody involved. Uh, we were just talking about Drake and Lil Wayne. I'm sure you heard about the whole Lil Wayne situation um, as far as what he tweeted. Hey, out. Wheezy. As far as what you, but you saw what he tweeted, the whole suicidal retirement tweet that he did. I'm not sure. I mean, were there up. was some suicide in there. Yeah, there was some. He was, there was some suicide. You know, we actually got to pull up the actual tweet just to try to get it. Yeah, pull up but, the tweets. I didn't see nothing about suicide. I, I mean, was seeing like. Well, it was. It was not. Maybe like was it? Maybe like creatively. But see, that's the thing. It was. It was not necessarily. Let's say suicide. It was just more or less. Um, what he said. You can take it as two ways. It's one of those things you could take it as either suicide or music musically itself. Um, he came out and dismissed the rumors. Because he came out immediately and said that he's good. Birdman better pay him, man, for this for this dude. That's what Birdman want. He wanted him to commit suicide so he can get more bread. But see, this this is what I don't get. Why do people say Birdman shit? cold, son of cold, man? Yeah, Birdman's fucked up, man. I don't get why people say this shit like on Twitter, especially if you're a celebrity. But here's the actual tweet from Wheezy. He says, I am now defenseless and mentally defeated. And I leave gracefully and thankful. Uh, I leave gracefully and thankful. I love my fans, but I'm done. That could be taken as suicide if you read it that way. I mean, no, nah, I just definitely think it's just more so with uh, with the situation with baby. I, I didn't. People was reading into that as suicide. They read into they ran into it more as retirement than suicide. And like I said, he came yeah, out. Yeah, that's what that sounds said, like to me. Like I'm just hanging up the mic. Yeah, he basically came out and said he's good. But I mean, do you see that coming with Weezy retirement? Because Birdman is basically holding I mean, his can't, album I mean, hostage. I mean, if you can't make money, yeah, shit. I guess you got to retire. Well, he's still making money on tour. Yeah, but you can't record and put out new music, I guess, you know, as like an uh, album under the label because of whatever contract exists or don't exist. Um, I mean, what choice do you have but to retire? But do you think um, as far as like Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne himself, because he had lawsuits. Obviously, he had the lawsuit against Birdman, but he also had the lawsuit against Universal who basically they they pended that lawsuit they basically said you got to get the situation resolved with Birdman first because it affects that lawsuit directly i mean yeah Birdman got the original money from universal been like a year and a half though. you think this shit's going over anytime soon nah man with these courts this shit be luck dragging out five four five six years sometimes so it ain't no telling with the courts when that might actually be over but do they resolve it on their own i mean if they really do you know, care about each other half as much as they used to say in records and in front of the public eye, you would at least cut the man a check for like, you know, maybe half, a little bit more of what you owe him in good faith. 
Well, they clearly uh, care about each other. They were fucking kissing in public in 2009 or whatever. Yeah, time but that's that 2009, man. We we almost seven years we, ahead. Yeah, we almost we two three years from that being ten years ago. Anniversary? You celebrating anniversary of that shit? I mean, I don't know what them guys is doing, man. But I know that they're not <laughs> kissing on the mouth right now. If they are, if they are acting crazy like this, but I mean, it would be sad to see the man have to retire on the count that you can't. That you're going through, you know, a contract situation and you can't put out the music and get paid. So that's a lot of music that prop that maybe could have been fire, a lot of bars that could have been great, but you know, now we won't have the opportunity to hear them. But I don't know the technicality behind that. I'm not sure what kind of contract he actually has with Cash Money. But couldn't he release music on his own? Does he really need I mean, like I said, I don't know the actual, you know, contract that he has, because I'll give you an example. Obviously, you have, uh, let's say, the big wigs. We talked about them earlier, Eminem. Eminem has Shitty Aftermath, and he has Interscope, which is, in a broad, Interscope is the actual thing. But when Royce the 5'9", Eminem came out with the album, Bad Meets Evil, M didn't even realize he had his own record label, so Royce said, you could throw this shit out yourself. And M was like, oh, shit, you're right. Is that the same way with Young Money? Is this like Young Money, Cash Money? He can yeah, just but I think, that the, I think that the whole Young Money ship is still fueled and backed by the Cash Money ship. So I don't really think that he can... That he can just go flat out do his own thing without it still being tied back to the to the mothership cash money in some way, shape, or form. You know, young money. I'm not trying to get off track, but um, I had this interesting thought a few a few days ago. If you take a look at a lot of the groups in hip hop, right? And this this thought I had was because I was listening to uh, Dipset. You know, me and you are huge fans of Dipset. Um, the the thought that I was having is the amount of quality artists Young Money has put out. Do you think it's top five in hip-hop all the time for record labels? Just Young Money in general? Because if I look at people like Dipset, let's say Dipset obviously has a lot of the quality of artists, but I look at other record labels. State Property was a disappointment, not because of the quality in artists, but because of Jay-Z's management of them. Same with Rough Riders, the same with Terror Squad and Fat Joe. Those are three people who didn't have nobody pop off like that, really. And then you look at Young Money, you had Nicki Minaj, you had Drake. I mean, that's enough right there to throw you in the category. And then you even had other people beyond that which I think they had Tiger at that time, and he did pretty well. Do you think they have a uh, strong case there as far as top five in hip-hop, as far as people coming out of that camp? I mean, they could definitely make a case, especially if you're going to include... So, I mean, who are you saying? You talking Wayne, Drake, Nicki, Tiger, the Young Money uh, camp, and that's about it, right? Yeah, you had a few people who didn't come out good, like let's say Jay Mills and Court Guns. I mean, Court Guns was popping, and then he signed the Young Money and fucking was gone. I mean, he still makes a song here and there, but just based off of those three, if you're looking at other artists, like to me, that has to be one of the best managed, um, you know, artists, record labels out there. Because you look at like Jay-Z, State Property, Beans obviously had a good album, but as far as like record sales. I mean, I don't know, man. You kind of definitely do have to put Rockefeller in there because, I mean, Jay-Z was on Rockefeller, even though people don't want to give him his due. Meek, uh, Memphis Bleak was hot for a second. And you know that's where the diplomats really made their made, really made their claim to fame was on Rockefeller. So that when that wasn't just the diplomats who was doing good, that was also Jewels and Cam who was doing well um, from that situation. So I don't know, man. Jay Z and The Rock they did well. Then you had Beans as you mentioned, so that was good. And then you can also even take it over to uh, Rough Riders and DMX. He had Swiss Beats. He had the Locks as a group, but then he also had styles and jadica who uh not jadica excuse me jadicus um on their solo artist as well he also had e you know he had drag on so 
and then you have to think back. Look at Murder Inc. when they was at their height. I mean, you know, they had three, four artists who was popping. So yeah, Murder Inc. I would say you could throw in there. But as far as like uh, Rough Riders, I mean, obviously you had Jada and Locks. I'm I'm just gonna say Jada in general because Locks. Now that I think about it. I really think that the number one would probably just be Shady because Shady had him and he had G Unit. Shady, you had G Unit, and even other people at that time. Uh, you had Obi Trice was selling. You had uh, D12 was selling. Uh, you had they had they had a whole camp of people. Yeah, you you right. I would say um, I would say Shady. So but I mean, Cash Money, I mean Young Money is up there <laughs> just because of what they probably did commercially. Okay, if we're talking just commercially, then but that now would, but like if you look at those three artists, like outside of like Wayne had like a lot of mixtape material that was just unbelievable, but. But I want to take them out the equation. I'm not actually looking at like the the main people. So when we're talking about Shady, I'm not looking at Eminem. We're talking about Murder. I'm not looking at Ja. I'm not looking at Wayne. I'm not looking at Jay because obviously those people are superstar status and they sell. Like for example, Jay Z when he was on Def Jam, you know how many good artists they let come in and out of that. And obviously, State Property Beans had the good the good album. That one album, he was still making music, but it wasn't just anything like great sell wise, like record sell wise. That's what I'm saying. Terror Squad is the perfect example of people who fucked up the industry. You look at the people who he had on Terror Squad. You had Cuban Link. Uh, you had um, Tony Sunshine. Tony Sunshine was nasty. Fat Joe basically killed that entire thing after Pun left. The only person that was popping after Terror Squad was Fat Joe and DJ Khaled, which is bad when your so-called DJ is the one who's out there you know, selling the records. And then you look at somebody like, let's say, Bad Boy. Uh, Bad Boy Entertainment, who you had Biggie. And they had the short run with Mace, Little Kim, um, you know, all those cats. But then they basically went like, what, one good artist in 15 years after that? I mean, we're not including Dirty Money because that was a one hit album. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say, man. I mean, if you who's really been doing it, you know, as far as like putting out consistent acts on their label? That's not, you know, that's not one of the major labels from back in the day. No other spinoff label is really doing that i would say young money unless you're gonna say i mean but who but who outside of nikki and drake on young money is popping but those are two big people right there i mean you're talking about which oh i thought you said you wasn't talking about the big people on the label no i I, what i mean by big people i'm talking about the actual like the people who have the label like young money is little wings so i'm not talking about little wayne shady is eminem's i'm not talking about eminem murder inc technically it's not really jobs yeah i mean yeah nikki and drake are probably Two of the biggest artists to come from an artist to have his own label that you know that he kind of found, discovered, worked with. and But let's not forget, like, you know, like he, you know, like he found, like, let's not, let's not make it seem like Wayne didn't basically, basically gift wrap the game to them. Yes, they still had to work. I'm pretty sure they had to work extremely hard and put in the time and dedication to be good at their craft. But when you with the hottest nigga in the game, and he's been the hottest guy in the game for the past two, two, three years, it makes it very easy for the public to be uh, receptive to you. But that's the whole point of artists run record labels. That's why I say Young Money to yeah, me. I'm saying it and I'm not out. a young, I mean, but he's not the first. I just, but I you know, he, you know me. I guess I'm not they're, a young I guess they're the hottest right now. Yeah, but does that mean the greatest of all time? I mean, yeah, I mean they might be up there, but I have to think about it before I give it to him. But they're literally the hottest in the last six years, though. The the last six years, they have to be the hottest. Because Drake came out with Best I Ever Had in, what, 
2011. Uh, no, I had to before that, man, because you, you're talking. This was a long time, man. Drake's been a while for, around for a long time. No, he's man. been a while for a long time. I'm talking about when the actual record popped, when it blew up. Nah, best I ever had. That that came around maybe 2010. Maybe had to be like two. I'm thinking earlier than that, man. Maybe even like 2008, 2009. Okay, then you look at Nicki Minaj. Like you're talking about the people in the game right now who can sell. And I'm not a Little Wayne fan or a Young Money fan by any means. This is why I want to preface it with this. But if you look at people who sell, Drake drops right now. He's he's basically selling an ass load of records. Nicki, she hasn't really put out anything as far as like album wise recently, but she drops, she's gonna sell a lot of records because she has the following. So if I'm talking about success and equivalent to sales, talent is something totally different. Because I think that state property back in the days, probably one of the most talented groups of all time. If you look at talent wise. But just record sales, I think young money has to be like at the top of that. I mean, of course, aside from the obvious, which and we it might be not even a fair comparison because you're talking about generations because Bad Boy pretty much was selling anything they put out the door at that time until they started hitting their decline. Right? So it just depends on what conversation you're having. But, you know, as far as like what Young Money has did, I, I would have to put him in at least top five, top five just for artist management, I guess would be the word. Because even Tyga, I think Tyga went gold on Young Money, which is impressive. Yeah, Tyga has success. He had a lot of success in Young Money, which is actually impressive when you look at, you know, where he's at right now. But I just I honestly think that they're probably one of the best. I'm just saying if Lil Wayne decided to retire, like these rumors said, I think artist management and his label, I think he'll be doing fine. I mean, I don't know because I don't know how much of the label this cash this baby have. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it all kind of just makes sense now that they're kind of having these problems. Because when you look back over the years and you look at the interviews and all the stuff that they did together, you know, Baby was always saying how, like, yeah, I gave this to him or I bought it for him. It always seemed as though that, you know, that he was always just doing it, you know, looking because there was something that he was going to earn from it on the back end. None of it really ever seemed genuine to me now that I really look back on their whole dynamic and uh, relationship. And the worst part with Baby in this situation is the fact that when this, I think it was as of recent, uh, I believe within like less than a year, people have been coming out talking about him, including uh, Trick Daddy, Rick Ross. I mean, you're talking about people who like they basically said, I don't like dealing with baby. That's a big thing to me. Like to me, that's huge. If you're saying that because you're basically telling you how that that just tells me right now that not many people are going to make a deal with cash money directly. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, baby's definitely uh, doesn't have the best reputation sometimes um, for doing business in the streets. And, you know, talking about um management, like as far as people manage, um, you know, I just want to touch base on this real quick. Um, I'm sure you heard the death of Jerry Heller. Yes, I definitely did uh, hear about that, man. Definitely um, incredible, incredibly sad. And you're probably one of the only people to be incredibly sad. And this might be the problem with millennials. And I say this is millennials because basically we're in that same time. But this is just a, a broad overview of it. Everybody was killing Jerry Heller. Like on Twitter, they were disrespecting his death. Oh, were they now? They, they were killing him. They were talking about how he basically he fucked up NWA. He gave Easy AIDS, like a whole bunch of shit. And it's gave like, Easy E AIDS. Good grief. Yeah, like not necessarily gave him AIDS, but he had something to do with Easy E having AIDS. It's just I don't understand. Easy E was fucking all them bitches raw. That's what happened. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about that. They're looking for something different. But I guess like this younger generation nowadays, from far as what as far as what they do, this younger generation. They, they themselves, they, they just disrespect the dead more or less in this situation. I think, honestly, they have to, I guess the word for it is 
basically they need to go to school because <laughs> you can't be disrespecting you know jerry heller no no jerry heller no easy e you know no nwa no history being no hip-hop history being made yeah and you look at the the history of uh nwa let's take a look at the actual history when you're looking at um Jerry Heller, I mean, look, regardless of whatever the fuck happened, he had a, a thing to do with with um, hip-hop, with the actual NWA pop-off. I just think it blows my mind that people itself are really, you know, getting getting too involved um, with this guy's death. And a lot of it has to do with the NWA film that was happening. They're over here depicting him as some certain type of guy and some certain type of, like, monster. But no, no matter what the situation is, this is kind of like my PSA for anybody. Basically, don't disrespect the dead. I mean, it's just, to me, it's a simple, simple thing that not a lot of people are actually doing and not actually appreciating. But you can't really just go around disrespecting somebody who died, regardless of what this film showed us. And that's why I'm saying film, because a lot of these people... They don't even know what the fuck NWA was. They just basically, these younger generation got it off note out and straight out of Compton and they took the depiction of him. I just think that, honestly, they really have to just be be careful, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of rambling here. It's just you have to not disrespect somebody who died no matter what the situation is. So if you're disrespecting this guy, it just, it blows my fucking mind. I think it's fucking crazy. Or at least feel you shouldn't be disrespecting people on the day that they that they do die. You know, you should kind of honor that person's memory for, you know, for that day, couple of days. And then, you know, um, if you want to debate their place in history or, you know, examine, you know, their legacy after that grieving period has passed, then have at it. But um, but the movie definitely didn't help. But uh, but I definitely I'm not quite sure if you saw this, but uh. But Easy es daughter actually tweeted out saying that she had nothing but love, respect, and admiration for the man. So uh, I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like people don't know what. Look, I don't know if this is a news to people because, like I said, this goes back to people picking and choosing these these you know generation of social media. They're just picking and choosing what they want to be sensitive about. Jerry Heller was not the last, was not the first, or even the last shady manager. Shady. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, there's shady managers right right now as we're talking. All over. So just because it's depicted in the movie doesn't mean anything. Because I'm sure if they really wanted to go on, and, you know, apparently they've been doing working on a I Tupac mean, but, biopic. But they, really, have but they really didn't even need the movie to make Jerry Heller look bad because Easy e and Ice Cube and Dre had already done enough interviews and, and you know, in press runs talking about how his business was shady. Yeah, and Ice Cube has recently came out when this actually, I'm not sure if you saw that, Ice Cube came out and basically said, look, he had good and, good and bad with Jerry Heller and they're just going to take it for what it is. Man, they made money together, man, but Jerry Heller, you know, you know, man, the managers just be just be scumbags. Yeah, they're all they're all scumbags. I don't know what the hell. Um, like I said, it just gets on my nerves. They're, they're not the only person who's, he was not the only guy who's a shady manager. That's going to be the same situation with kind of, uh, let's say, Andre 2000's I mean, verse on the Frank Ocean. I, I mean, it's kind of hard not to be a shady manager. Let's say if I'm an artist and I'm a, and I'm just a regular a regular Joe. And look, think about how much work and, and, and time and effort it takes to be a manager. And what's a good manager making? We're talking maybe, what, 8 to 12% off of any particular given, given act. I mean, that can be small potatoes. You know, so that's a lot of running around for no money. So I mean, I can under I can see how managers end up taking taking the artist money, especially if the artist is popping. And when the artist is young and hungry, just as you said, I can see how managers take advantage of them. And this is commonplace in the industry. Um, if you know younger younger people want to get more into it, as far as like what they 
just look at what Bun B says. He says his biggest mistake is not knowing enough about the industry. They had got basically fucked over. And that's the same what uh, we were talking about earlier, Dipset. Cameron basically came out, and, and this is actually an interesting interview. If you guys ever had the chance to actually watch this, it just came out recently. He was on DJ Who Kid, Shade 45. He was interviewing with DJ Who Kid. And he basically came out and said, like, look, when he was young and dumb in the industry, he didn't give a fuck. He was like, yo, you, you taking my publishing money? I don't even know what that is. So you guys could take that. Are you taking all this yeah, money? Yeah, I saw, I saw that interview with Who Kid. And that's when he was in there talking about how he had his own color coming out and, uh, and how he had his own strand of weed. Yeah, think about that. I don't even know what this is, so you can take it. His only thing was, I want to be on TV, I want to be heard. And I think that's why a lot of artists get so into then, shady so, deals. So, then you, so who do you blame for the Wheezy situation? So you blame Wayne, because you didn't read your paperwork. You, did, you didn't make sure that your paperwork was right. So when, it came, so, when the, so when the rubber met the road, you could secure the bag. But see, the reason why the Wayne... Birdman secured the bag. Here's the reason why the Wayne situation kind of sucks in that situation. In that sense, is it's different. Like if I had signed with a, let's say Jay Z, Rock Nation, and they fucking me over, I could see that. But if I grew up with somebody and they did that to me, man, like yeah, that's definitely tough. Especially when we didn't have so much success together. I don't really see how like if Wayne is suing for, I think he's suing for like twenty six million or something like that. I'm like if he's suing for that much, evidently he feels like you at least made, you know, at least two three times that because if he only felt that you made forty thousand, he wouldn't be asking you for 26 you know so the money has to definitely be there i just don't understand you know why why you wouldn't pay pay the man the money especially when he's been the the backbone and the staple of your empire that that's why i don't understand maybe baby is still uh Birdman, whatever he changed his name to in five seconds maybe maybe he's still kind of in the back end back of the empire where they popped off with a bg juvenile and all these Maybe he, maybe he's still in that time. Maybe he's still thinking I could do this without Wayne. But I think Wayne got him the most money. That's just my personal opinion because Wayne was popping for that entire amount of time. Yeah, man. But this guy has a track record of just burning people with when it comes to the money. Look, he don't even do it. Man, he's fresh. And they was homies for real. Yeah. So, I mean, the the, the to me, the biggest thing in that situation is uh, don't sign with cash money. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if you do, I would definitely. I would, and don't if you do. I would get your own lawyer. Don't don't use one of the lawyers that's going to be appointed to you by cash money when you try to sign with them. Go get an outside attorney. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that as well. I mean, you're looking at how much they they sold um, as far as like a record label. They're doing they're doing really yeah, well. Yeah, I think I seen a plaque somewhere where they sold over a hundred million. You know, speaking of sales, I'm not sure if you've seen this. What do you feel? I'm not trying to be this old guy. I'm not trying to be Pete Rock versus Lil Yachty. But what do you feel about Young Thug hitting the billboards? For a mixtape. The thing with the dress was a mixtape? I believe it was a mixtape. That wasn't an album. That was actually a mixtape. Where did he hit in Billboard? He was Billboard uh, top. I believe it was top 10. Wow. Really? I mean, maybe a social media promotion. Maybe that's why, because they're going back. But I'm just saying, like, who? There's a market for this? There has to be a market for this. Are record labels just buying their own records? Like, I don't know who's listening to this shit. Yeah, I don't know how that record label, sh- I don't know how that goes now because you can have, you can sell like a whole bunch of copies of your album before the album is even released to a certain store. So I'm not quite sure how this man made it in the top 10 with the music that he's putting out now. Like Thugger used to put out some music that was straight when he had like the Danny Glover record, you know, a couple years back. But no, nah, I can't mess with, with Young Thug and what he got going on now. So I don't know how he made it in the top 10. But have you heard a single? That's what I'm saying. Like, 
I haven't heard a no, single. No, I haven't heard a single, but that's not to say the one's not out there because that's how a lot of these guys are now releasing the music. They'll just you'll just wake up one morning and the music will be released and then you'll get the single, you know, a couple of days before, a couple of days after that. But you know, Drake kind of set the trend with releasing the project uh without no hype without no due date you just release the project and just let just let the streets heat it up you said dre is and dr dre uh no drake 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 drake, drake okay. kind of drake kind of initiated that project when he uh or initiated that method rather when he did the um if you're if you're uh if you're reading, if you're reading this, this it's too late, late. Mm-hmm. but you talking about really because i think beyonce was the first one who did that who released like a surprise album yeah, she might have done it, but she didn't do it and get the response that Drake that Drake had did because it was already whispers that Rihanna was going to that not Rihanna, that Beyoncé was going to drop a project. People just necessarily didn't know when. When Drake did the if you're reading this is too late, that's literally what he meant. Like, yeah, I had put this up on I put this out to the world and by the time you're reading it, it's already out. So, but I do believe that Beyoncé was the first one to kind of put out a project without a date well i think that pop up like these mystery albums um i think it's too much like i think that it's dead like it's getting oversaturated would you agree um i think no i think for those artists who are big enough i think it's still going to work for them i don't think it's going to work for maybe you know your b your c-level artists as much as it would for i think drake could do that again and it'll be just as much as a smash as it was the first time I think Rihanna could do it, and it would be a smash. Katy Perry could do it, smash. But I'm not quite sure if 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 uh, if Jeezy could drop an album with no promotion, no release date, and it'd be a hit. So it would have to be the mega stars. I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'll just I leave think... it to the mega stars to drop the Beebs could definitely could definitely drop a project tomorrow, and you know that's going flat. Man, people fucking with Beebs now. People, hey man, I've been a huge supporter of Beebs ever since he was doing the Hey Baby shit when he was like 13. Because I'm like, this kid got the spunk, he got the eye of the tiger, he has the talent. All he has to do is just survive the money, women, and the drugs, and he'll continue to put out good music. He had a little bit of turbulence, and it looks like he, <laughs> it looks like he made it through. And my man came back strong, uh, I want to say it was maybe at the beginning of last year. He had two songs in the top five, like, yo, he, he a young guy. Usher groomed him very well, and, uh, you know, Beavis is going to be around for for. For a while to come, man. I know a lot of people thought he was going to be a, you know, one, two hit wonder. But this guy is getting to the point now, if you were to turn around and go to a Justin Bieber's concert, not saying that I would go. But if you was to go, this guy has a nice little catalog of hits now, man. He does. You know what? You just brought up Usher. Um, I don't want to get sidetracked, but I'm just going to mention um, Usher. So uh, Roberto Duran, Hands of Stone. You seen it? Uh, I did not see it. I didn't even know he was even in it up until like two, three days before the movie came out when I seen him. In the trailer. Yeah, he plays Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Shout out Sugar Ray, shout out to Usher. I haven't seen it, but I'm kind of excited. I'm going to be honest. We're both big boxing fans, so just to see exactly where they're going to go with this film, I'm really excited for it. I mean, I'm excited to see. I think De Niro's in it too, right? Yeah, De Niro plays the uh, trainer. Yeah, so that should be a good look to see him doing that. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how they do it and excited to see how everything plays out with it. And since we're on the topic of shameless plugs, um, Bad Boy... We talked about them earlier. Yeah, the Bad Boy Reunions Tour. They'll be touching down here in uh, on this coming up Sunday, September the 11th at the MLA Arena. So I'm going to go check them out. Um, it's 20 years of hits is what is kind of what they're promoting. So I'm going to go. What uh, is it, 20 year hits? I mean, they definitely do have a lot of hits, man. I mean, they've been around 
since I guess we're doing 20 years. I guess you're saying he's been around since like 95, 96. So, okay, I'm judging this by my high school. Okay. My high school years. I graduated in 2009. Okay. I was in 07. All right, so check this out. Bad Boy. Now, French Montana, you just told me, he's on Bad Boy Records, right? I mean, I'm going to say, I, I definitely know it's an affiliation there. I don't know if he's definitely signed all the way to Puff, but I definitely know it's an affiliation. Okay, there's an affiliation. So I'm just going to assume that that's part of Bad Boy because he has affiliation. Since I definitely he, know for the first project, he was definitely associated with Puff. The okay. Excuse My French project, I think he was definitely associated with Puff. And, and matter of fact, when you're talking about that, Aside from French Montana, now the reason I said I'm using my high school years here is 2009. I, my high school years was uh, 05 to 09. Between that time, French Montana was coming up with Max B, riding the wave. I think a lot of you younger generation... During that time, French Montana was the DVD guy. I think a lot of the younger generation, you guys need to really know about your Max B. Like Max Max B to it's me... It's wavy, baby. Max B to me, what he was about to do before he went to jail was just... Like Max B start... The reason Cats is singing right now is because of Max B. Big Valley started that. Let's just give him the credit right now. Yeah, Max B, people took a lot of waves and took a lot of swag from Max B. Once he once he went away, a lot of clones and copycats hit the streets quick. And the French Montana blew up after that because he basically was coming up with Max B, took a lot of his situation uh, as far as like a lot of his style, and he blew up. But I mean, Max, you can't be mad. That. I'm pretty sure Max probably blessed that. Yeah, I don't think Max had an issue with that because he was basically, you know, assisting. I mean, him you sit it. behind bars. You got football numbers. You can't do nothing with the style. <laughs> Max B had a fucked up lawyer anyway. Shout out to Max B, man. But yeah, you got no, you know, you sitting behind bars for a minute. So he really, French Montana really popped off towards later. Now, I would say, and I'm not sure if you would agree, French Montana really started taking off in 2013. Would you say so? Um, he started popping off whenever he was commercially. Getting, whenever he was getting those features. And he had that pop, that record. That's what really set him off. Okay. Between that time, what was the bad boy hit? Why are you promoting this as 20 years of bad boy? What was the hit between that time? I mean, I'm not necessarily saying it was a hit between that time, but I'm definitely saying that it's 20 years that they've been established and in the game. Well, you can be established and in the game, but doesn't mean, like, if you're saying 20 years of hits, is that really their slogan, 20 years of hits? I mean, yeah, that's what he's using. Twenty years ahead, but there's man. no way you got twenty. Okay, first of all, you got Biggie, obviously. Biggie, one of the top five rappers, top three, if you have him there. I do not have Biggie in my top three. I don't want to get in an argument right now. I just don't think Biggie was that great, in my opinion. You're not gonna get any real backlash or or beef from me about saying that. But you look at Biggie himself. Biggie had a lot of the hits, and then Bad Boy started popping off that time. That was when P Diddy was killing the sample and did terrible sampling. So you had Mace, who was man, really big. that's what Diddy was talking about. So I'm not even worried if I write you. I mean, I don't know, man. I know. I'm, I mean, I don't know. It seems like you're kind of being like a, kind of being a hater. I mean, I don't know, man. 20 years you've been establishing the game. 20 years you've been making music. So if you kind of want to say, hey, we've been bringing y'all hits for 20 years. But you weren't then, bringing us hits I mean, for 20 years. That's the problem I'm having. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know, man. So what are you going to say? Out of those 20 years, he didn't bring you a hit record for what? Three or four of those years. Now that makes the statement irrelevant. Let's name bad boy artists. Okay. Biggie, right? You had Locks, Little Kim, Mace, Craig David? Craig Mack. Craig Mack, my fault. Craig Mack. Yeah, Craig and Craig Mack didn't even pop off like that anymore. Um Loon? You had Loon? Who yeah. else was there? You had one twelve. 
112. Okay, 112. I'll give you 112. He definitely had hits. But who else? Um, I mean, who else? Bro, look how many people you just named. I named a lot of people that were popping be two, less than 2002. The only person that was actually out in the middle of that was Loon and Dirty Money. Dirty Money really, to me, doesn't count because they made one album and that was it. Man, I don't have a problem with that man wanting to call it bringing you 20 years of records, 20 years of classics. I don't have a problem with that. I just I, think I Diddy killed issue with that. Diddy killed killed himself in that. I don't have any issue with that. That's like somebody coming out with that's like that's like somebody coming out with it's like that's like fifty of them coming out with the with the ten year, ten year anniversary of strike of, of bringing y'all hits. I'm not gonna say, oh fifty, you didn't bring us hits from this year to this year, so the title is irrelevant. I mean bad boys been But that would bad, be bad boys been a staple. But wait, 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 wait. Let's talk about fifty. That'll be that will be true if he said ten years of hits. Because you look at the people who've been selling, you look at um, Banks has been hunger for more too when platinum. So that would that would still yeah, be kind of accurate. Was, but how long was the hunger for more too? That was uh, what Beamer Benz Bentley came out twenty fourteen. I mean, I don't even know if that was on that record, but oh, I, it was on I, record. I, I don't have no problem with you saying that. If you've been around for twenty years, you've been making for music for twenty years, and you've been successful for twenty years, then you want to call it twenty years of hits. A lot of people came and said they've been in business that long, so especially the music business. So I don't have any issue with that. But I agree with that. It's hard to be substantial. It's hard to sustain a level of success in the music industry, especially since the style changes all the time, and a lot of styles are becoming saturated. And that to this me, this dude has only been successful for twenty years. He's been able to do it off. He's been able to pull it off in three different decades. Like he did it in the nineties, the thousand in the thousand period from two thousand to two thousand and ten. And he was able to keep he was able to keep reinventing himself and still being successful and remain relevant in the culture. You talking about Diddy? Yeah, I'm talking exactly. I'm talking about Diddy. He was able to keep you know keep that flagship. Keep keep hiring great gross writers. Royce the I five mean, nine being one of them. He, Shout I mean, out to Royce. I mean that's not a problem though because he already said that. Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. He said that. Okay, so I mean I can I can see where that comes from. I just think personally, and that that went back to my argument earlier, which is. As far as who's substantial, who, who just says the top five as far as producing artists, because if we're just taking Bad Boy, Bad Boy to me is known just because of Biggie. If no, you take no, Biggie I disagree, out, the I disagree. I disagree. That's, if I, you I, take I Biggie out the equation, will people give a fuck about Bad Boy? How much did the lock sell? I mean, I when they were the with Bad Boy, I mean, I don't have the numbers, but that that was a very, but they was um, but they were success, but 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 they had a majority of they of their success with the Rough Riders, but you still can't take away the success. Of that Diddy had, you still can't take away the success that Faith Evans had, that Kim had, that you know, um, that One Twelve had. You know, you still can't take away that French had. You still can't take away, you know, those successful acts because Biggie was only there for a short period of time. I really don't even. Th- I really think that people really associate Biggie with you know, as really being more so just his own empire and his own situation unto itself, more so than they associate Biggie as being like Bad Boy. Even though he was a Bad Boy representing everybody know that he was on Bad Boy, I don't think that, when I think of Biggie Smalls, Bad Boy is probably like number eight, nine, or 10 thing that comes to mind. I think of Fuck, of, fuck uh, Bad Boy's record of label staff, Tupac. So I would think of Bad Boy. That's just me. Yeah, but when I think it's but when I think of Biggie, I don't directly think of Bad Boy right away. I just think of Biggie as what he was as a rec as a as an artist, 
And kind of next thing right after that is like, oh shit, this motherfucker got shot like over some bullshit. And okay, let's talk about I, it. Did Diddy kill Tupac? Did Diddy kill Biggie? Uh, no, nah, I don't think. I don't think so. I think, I think so. Diddy killed Biggie. Biggie, man. Oh, uh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, bro. Not all the time. I'm not all day. But look, they haven't obviously found the murderers of these people, so we really can't say anything definitively. I'm just saying that the sources were saying that Diddy owed a lot of gang members a grip. So I think that's the way he went about so it. So I killed my cash cow to get the money. I think I think that's the way he went that about it. That doesn't make any sense. That's, Son, that's ridiculous. He came out with, I miss you. That shit was a smash. Because this man was dead. He got the bread. So. Oh, man. I'm just saying, I think Diddy killed Biggie. No this way. Is, no way? What would, he, what would he stand to gain by doing that? I think he would stand to gain a lot. What? Well, what would he gain? He would be able to be independent at that point. Do you think? Oh, if, stop. Do you think if Biggie left Bad Boy? that Bad Boy would have the same amount of success that they had after Biggie died. I definitely think it helped the Bad Boy story that Biggie died on Bad Boy. But if he, but even if he was a free agent and he left and went somewhere else, I mean, damn, you, it's still not worth killing the man. I think he did. I'm telling you. I don't think there's no way in hell he did that. But how do you know for sure? Obviously, they didn't find out who I mean, was. obviously, nobody knows for sure. Nobody knows. But I just don't see how where it would, it would benefit him anything to do that. Well, you know that uh, recently, actually, in uh, February 2016, so we're, we're what? This is September. February 2016, uh, Biggie's mom, Viola Waters, said that she thinks Biggie, uh, Biggie, she thinks Diddy and Suge Knight had something to do with Biggie's death. Oh, so now these two niggas who was beefing now clicked up to kill Biggie Smalls. That came up with the mama. It wouldn't make, but it wouldn't make oh, sense. Okay. Stop it. Okay, come on. Come on. It, you saying the two people that was beefing, but did, Suge Knight, you would agree that Suge Knight had pot killed. No, he was in the car with the man when the man got shot. But he, Absolutely he not. Got, he, got, he didn't get killed? Pac did die, yes. But Suge Knight didn't get killed. Suge Knight did not die, man. Like, why Like why would, if number one, if I'm going to kill somebody, I'm definitely not going to be in the car that they're about to be assassinated It would make driving. it look believable, oh, bro. Oh, stop it. I'm, I'm telling I'm, I'm, you. And that's why he got shot in the head because bullets don't have a name on it. Hell no. There's no way. There's no way. That that was it. No way. Look, man. What what does it what does it gain these gentlemen to kill the cash cow? Son, yo, Knight, Suge Knight had okay. Suge Knight. What does it benefit me to kill the cash cow? They just came out and said that Suge Knight had something to do with Eminem uh, possibly getting killed in the wars. You remember that though, right? When Dr. Dre got stabbed. Yeah, but so what? Okay, so you telling me that's not beyond Suge Knight to kill Tupac? Bro. What, Get the fuck what, out of here, what, man. What, what would it gain Suge Knight to kill Pop, bro? What, what, would, what, what would he gain by doing that? Suge Knight was a fucking crazy-ass dude. So I'm just, so just going to kill the Golden Goose just because I'm crazy? Well, obviously, he had more issues with people than just Pac. I mean, they came out, obviously, back in the past with what? him having issues with Snoop Dogg. I mean, because I hear this crap a lot, too. I'm just, I just, it just always makes me just laugh and, and be like, people... Will really just run with anything, but I just don't get what would it gain Puff to knock off Biggie? What what would it what what, what name one benefit of that? Everything that has happened in Puff's career after he knocked off Biggie. Oh man, that's get tough. the fuck out of here, man. Okay, we're just gonna have to disagree on this one. I think P Diddy had something to do. No, with no way. Biggie's death. I think that the Golden Goose is worth more alive than he is dead. But what about a decline? You don't think Biggie would have saw a decline? 
he might have saw the climb, but what he did in the so in, he immortalized him. But Biggie would have been immortalized even more if he was alive. Biggie was immortalized even more when he was dead. You know, no, you know, dead rappers so. get depressed. No, I no, I, no. I mean, I mean, they're human. Everybody has feelings. But I think that's like saying if Jay Z would have died right in his pinnacle of his career, he would be immortalized then than he is now. No, I don't believe that to be so. I believe since you was able to be at your pinnacle, we see you not put put out some not so hot shit. Then they always come back with some flame shit if you were true legend. So, I mean, I just don't really see where it would really benefit the man to kill the golden goose. Especially not at that point. Especially not when he's at the height, the height, height, height of his career. About to drop the second album. Y'all got the number one record in the com- in the country. Soon to be number one album in the country. Nah, I just yeah, it it just wouldn't it wouldn't have benefited him anything to do that. But let's take it. We were talking about earlier Jerry Heller, right? Jerry Heller came out like a year ago and said that he he knows for a fact that Suge Knight absolutely had something to do with Pac's death. And if you just look at the facts of the case, now I'm, obviously you think I'm a conspiracy theorist, but if you just look at the facts of the actual case, the fact that Tupac security was rolling behind him, and a car happened to get in position right next to him to shoot him. When your security car is right behind you, there's no way Suge Knight had 100% to do with that shit. I don't know, man. I just don't see where it will really benefit him. I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Um, I, obviously, this, this murder is never going to get solved. Yeah, um, they're not going to solve it. Yeah, that. it's kind of like Chris Rock said a long time ago in this comedian special. You want to get away with murder, put a demo in somebody's pocket. The rapper, never gets solved. So Never gets solved. Man. It is what it is. All right, man. But, we, you know, we, we um, touched base on a few things today. Um, actually, a few good things today. Uh, I kind of like where we went. There's a lot of hip hop talk today. Um, you know, NFL season is coming back soon. Uh, it actually starts uh, this week. No, next week. Tomorrow. No, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, oh tomorrow. shit, I forgot because they got. All right, you know what? Next week we're going to definitely talk about the NFL because I want to talk to you about uh, as far as like who your sleeper teams will be, who you think are teams that maybe did not perform to the, either had little success or did not perform to expectations last year. Who we think are going to perform this year? So we'll definitely talk about the next episode. But um, yeah pretty much all i have at this point man i mean we always as always we thank people for listening uh to this podcast you know we just try to go ahead and just you know rattle off these topics and be and be sure that we're, we're entertaining in the situation so we definitely appreciate everybody and appreciate the support that we've been having uh you can once again you can follow the instagram at the culture academy you can follow uh my personal instagram at jade lux you can follow your personal instagram at sky high and you can also follow the facebook page which is the culture academy um, you know, and also we're available obviously on SoundCloud and, and iTunes. So of course, uh, this is a very good episode. I think we're very informative as far as hip hop talk. I like talking about hip hop and the hip hop history. I think a lot of people need to go ahead and, you know, be more well versed in that to be able to, um, you know, be able to appreciate the type of music we have now based on what's happened in the past. You younger rappers, little Yachty, stop disrespecting Pete Rock. Pete Rock made, they reminisce over us. Um, you know, Troy actually they reminisce over you. So, you know, you know, hey, hey, you got to learn the history. So I think we're good here. What about what about you, man? You got anything to say? No, nah, man, I think everything is good, man. It was definitely a busy week while you was gone. Um, definitely glad to have you back. And, uh, you know, we'll see what this week brings, man. It's going to be a busy week. Look, man, I'm not trying to talk about my cruise, man. But let me just say something right now. If it takes you two hours. OK, and let me just say this real quick. I was in my room cabin. Uh, me and my girlfriend were in the room cabin. Uh, we woke up at 4.30 in the morning because they were fucking. So neighbors were fucking and you could hear that shit because how thin the walls were. So you literally, all you heard was the entire time. It just sounds like some jealousy, man. It's, it's not jealousy. 
not jealousy at all. Trust me, I got mine. But the point is, how can, <laughs> how, can, how can you... They were fucking for two hours, man. I mean, yeah, that's impossible, man. Son, after two hours, that shit's rape. I mean... There's no way hours, the bitch is enjoying that. After two hours, it should definitely be kind of raw, you would think, right? Like, kind of raw and red, right? No way somebody's enjoying that for two hours. I should have reported him for But you assault. don't know what kind of drugs, what kind of liquor they was on. You don't know. I mean, that's true. But all I'm saying right now is if you can't get yours in five or ten minutes top, then what are you proving? Damn, that's it? You're just giving shorty five, ten minutes? No, five or ten minutes, man. You got to know your count. You got to know her count. You good. I ain't proving shit to myself by going an hour. Fuck that. I got shit to do. Yeah, gotta I got work. shit to do, too. But damn, five, ten minutes? Five, hey, anything less than two hours. That's all I'm saying. So uh, Anything less than two hours. Hey, cruise ships, get your, get your fucking walls underneath control. But um, yeah, that's it. But, uh, w- one thing I do, pr- one thing that you can't be on the lookout for is uh, we're probably going to start, we're probably going to have a new segment I'm, we're probably going to start working on. We'll probably call it the either Dunce of the Week or the Dunce's Corner, where we'll pick some jackass and pick on them for the week. Hey, you're going to get a lot of them jackasses out here. I tell you what, if that girl from Chris Brown's situation come out and we find out that she's lying, she's getting the first one. So we'll see. <laughs> I like that. But it looks good. Like I said, as always, um, you know, Culture Academy, thank you for joining us. Follow, share, like. Uh, you know, definitely let your friends know about us. And, you know, you got one thing to say. Obviously, anytime we out, what is it? School is out, man. Class dismissed. There you go. We out. Peace.